0: Hey there, friend. Welcome to May's Q&A episode. Today we're going to be talking about potty training and what to do when mom is sick.
1: Hey, beautiful. Welcome to the Rejoicing in Motherhood podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten Vossler, and I am so glad you are here. I'm a mom of nine kids, and I truly believe that motherhood is a great and holy calling we moms are anointed by the Lord to do a valuable work for the kingdom, raising the next generation of valiant, mighty men and women of God. Rejoicing in motherhood is more than just having fun with our kids, though that's definitely a part of what we want to talk about, but it is reveling in the beauty and the glory of the role God has placed us in as a mother. Every week, you are going to be encouraged, inspired, and equipped to walk out your everyday life with grace and purpose. So come on, let's get started. Hey there, friend.
0: Welcome to today's episode. I am Kirsten Vossler. I am so glad you're here. This is going to be a really good one. We have some great questions to answer today. Can you believe it's already the end of May? I'm kind of in shock and also kind of excited because we are officially finishing up our homeschool year and getting ready for some fun summer things that we want to do. So we're ready. <laughs> But today I've got two great questions to answer and let's just jump right into those. This first one has been asked me by several different listeners in different seasons of life and it also is very applicable because if you can hear, my voice is a little off again and guess what? That means that mom was sick. And the question is, What do you do when mom is sick? This really relates to any type of sickness, whether it's having a basic cold like I had, whether it's something more serious or more debilitating, or even something like morning sickness or pregnancy sickness. So this relates to any, basically any time mom is down and not able to function in the normal capacity that she usually does. So, if that's you, I'm so sorry. (laughs) But maybe these answers, maybe this will help you get some ideas for a way to keep your family thriving even in the midst of sickness. Number one, we are going to activate survival mode. You know what survival mode is? You're just barely making it, but you're making it. We're going to go for easy meals. Survival mode means you do as little cleaning as possible. It means that you strip everything down to the very minimum. You do the minimum amount of home chores, the minimum amount of laundry, the minimum amount of dishes. You use paper plates as often as you possibly can. (laughs) You do the minimum amount of homeschool if you're homeschooling and it's school time you basically just strip your schedule back to as little as possible. And remember, survival mode is a mode and it's a season. And sickness or morning sickness is only a season. It's not gonna be forever. And so you don't need to worry or concern yourself with feeling like you have to set a bunch of precedents for this time frame in your life. I used to have so much pressure on myself to have to think that I had to just keep everything going so well when I was feeling crummy or when things just weren't normal. And I felt like everything had to stay up to par. And if it didn't, that I was failing as a mom, I was failing as a housekeeper. And that is not true. So if you are in this time where you need to be in survival mode and Honestly, this also counts for after you have a baby or if you've got kids in your family who are sick, it's survival mode all the way. So you're just going to strip everything down to the very bare minimum. And then you're going to ask for help. Ask for help in any way you can. I've had a neighbor that came over to my house and washed my dishes for me a few times when I was out of commission for one reason or another, I've had, my husband has stepped in to take over some of the things that I normally do. And this leads me to another important point in this answer is be sure that you communicate with your husband about what you need. If you need more rest, if you need help with a specific meal or a specific child or a load of laundry, whatever it is, you need to be communicating as much as possible with your husband. So he knows how you're doing and what you need because our husbands are wonderful and they really love to help us when we're asking for help, but they cannot read our minds. And so it's really important that we communicate with them what we need. Number three is we're going to have nap time or rest time for everyone. I don't care if your child is one or if your child is 14, everybody goes into rest mode. You're gonna be able to have times when everybody's gonna be quiet. And that's really helpful because then mom can also rest and be quiet too. What I did when I had a lot of little tiny children and I didn't have any older ones who could help me out, which I do now, which is so nice. (laughs) But when I had a bunch of little tiny kids, I would put a baby gate all around us in the living room and I would have them in there with some toys. And I was in there with them and I would just lie down on the couch and go to sleep. And they would play with toys right next to the couch, right where I was. And they couldn't get out. And they were in this place where they were safe, but I could lie down right in the middle of them and take a nap take a rest and, and heal and get better. Or in early pregnancy, if I was really, really tired, I would do that, set up that baby gate so they couldn't leave the room, they couldn't get out of this area, this safe area for them. And then I would just lie down and take a nap and it was so refreshing. And then finally, I wanna say, if your family uses screen time in any capacity, this is the time to use it without any guilt, without any shame. (laughs) Remember, it is a short season. You're sick, you need to be able to just maybe put on a video that you let your children watch, give them a little game to play. Whatever it is that you do in your family that works for you, this is the time and no regrets. Okay, let's move on to our second question. This is fun because I'm in the midst of this as well. We are going to talk about potty training, simple, simple potty training, my friends. Listen, I used to be all about this elaborate potty training plan. I had read so many different books about it. I've tried so many different things, and I'm going to share with you what I have settled on as a simple, simple way to potty train my little children and no regrets. I am not going back to the elaborate plan at all. So I was planning to talk about this and then I actually had one of you reached out to me and said, could you please talk about potty training? I need help. I have this, my third child is getting potty trained right now and nothing that I've been doing is working. So friend, I hope this helps you out. First off, here's the deal. I wait as long as possible, hoping that my kids will train themselves. That might sound ridiculous, but listen, if you don't have to fight them and trick them and teach them into potty training, it is so much easier. And it's so much easier when they're aware of what their body's doing and when they can communicate with you and say, oh, I need to go potty. It's much easier than trying to teach a tiny, tiny little kid how to do this if they're not interested, if they're not into it. So my first advice is wait as long as possible. They might just potty train themselves. And even if they don't potty train themselves, you're going to get them so that they're tired of having their diaper changed. They're tired of being in diapers. Like I said, I used to do this big elaborate plan. We'd go to the store, and we'd buy the panties and the underwear, and then we'd get all of these fun snacks and drinks and a whole bunch of little prizes in a basket, and I'd set them all up in the bathroom, and then we'd have this big introduction, and this whole day where we'd sit in the bathroom basically the entire day, and we would drink lots and lots of juice and eat lots and lots of salty crackers and try to get them to go to the bathroom a whole bunch of times in the morning or whatever. And, and then and it was exhausting. By nap time, both of us would just be so worn out that I finally decided it wasn't worth it and I had more children and I couldn't do the long elaborate potty training anymore. So what I've settled on is something super, super simple and I'm gonna explain exactly what it is. Before I do, I just wanna tell you, If you have a big potty potty training process that you do and it works for you, fantastic, don't change a thing. (laughs) But if you are like me and you're like, I need something really simple and something that I don't have to think very hard about, listen in, (laughs) here we go. So here's my simple potty training method. First of all, like I said, wait as long as you can. Then one day, You just decide, all right, you know what? You're old enough. You're big enough. You know when you're going potty in your diaper, so we're done with that. Or they come to you and they say, I don't want to wear a diaper. I want to be potty trained. I want to go potty in the toilet. Fantastic. Let's do it. So you just discuss with them. Okay, potty goes in the toilet. It does not go in underwear. Here's some underwear. Let's put these on you. Now, your job, little child, is to keep this underwear dry, and mommy's going to help you and Then you set a timer on your phone for 20 minutes. I feel like 20 minutes is a pretty good time where you're usually gonna make it to the toilet before they have an accident. So I use my phone as a timer, and so I just put a fun ringtone for the timer, and then every 20 minutes, the phone rings, and we do a little bathroom dance, and we dance our way to the bathroom. And here's the thing. If you make this fun and also non optional and non-negotiable, your toddler will most likely go along with it. So as soon as I hear that timer and I go ring, I say, oh, great. It's potty time. Let's go. And we start dancing to the bathroom. So we get to the bathroom and then, then we're always looking for dry underwear. And so I say, okay, let's do an underwear check and we make a big thing of it. Let's do an underwear check. And so they check and they touch their underwear and see if it's dry. And if it's dry, yay, you're dry. That's what we wanted. And then we slip off their underwear, get them up on the toilet, and they get to sit there for just a minute to try to go potty. I don't make them sit there for five minutes. I just let them sit there for 10, 15, maybe 20 seconds. If they go, hooray, you went potty in the toilet, yay, high five, big high five, put their clothes back on and reset your timer and you're back to your day. If they don't go, yay, good try, that was great, you kept your underwear dry, let's get you dressed and then you set your timer again and you're back back in your day. You just repeat this over and over and over. The first day or two, I usually do about 20 minutes on my timer all day long. And yes, it's a lot of times going to the bathroom. But when they start having successes, they start to realize, oh, okay, that's what it feels like. And they start to recognize and associate that feeling of release with being on the toilet. And then if they ever initiate, then wow, we're so excited. So much praise. I ditched the prizes. I ditched the prizes because it became such a, I don't know, it just felt like I was trying to bribe them. And then they were asking me for a prize at these, you know, at times when I didn't feel like they needed one. And then then there's the matter of, well, when do I turn off the prizes? How many little toys do I have to buy? <laughs> and all that. So I ditched the prizes. Now what I do is once they are, once we've been into potty training for a couple of days, then I might introduce just sporadically, randomly, when they initiate, I'll be like, oh my goodness, you did such a good job. You get a chocolate chip. And I'll do something like for us, we don't, our, my kids don't eat candy. They don't eat a lot of sweets. And so a chocolate chip is like, mmm, ambrosia. So if they get a chocolate chip. That is a great prize. And they're so, so, so excited. And so I will kind of introduce something teeny tiny like that, that is just a little bit of an incentive, but I don't start with that. I just kind of add that in when I feel like it In a, after a couple of days. And you guys, that's what I do. And then we just keep doing the process, keep doing the process. Eventually, as I see that they're able to kind of hold in and be able to control their bodies better, I will set the timer longer and longer and longer. And then after a while, if if they're getting pretty good about actually telling me or initiating when they need to go to the bathroom, then I might not use the timer, and just kind of use my intuition as to when I think they might need to go. And we also have a couple hard breaks throughout the day where we always go to the bathroom. Before meals, after meals, before we go to the car anywhere, after we get home from somewhere, and then, you know, if they're going outside to play, I'll be like, go potty first and then go to play. Um, or before bedtime, go potty first and then you can go to bed. And let's talk about beds I do not, I unashamedly do not potty train for nights or naps. They go back in diapers or pull-ups, whatever thing is going to keep their bed dry because you know what? I'm not willing to change lots of sheets. So the way we do it is I just keep them in a diaper until they are dry consistently for 10 naps in a row. So let's talk about, or 10 nights, either one, but I do them individually and separately. So whichever thing, some kids catch on super fast and they start being dry right away for their naps or night times, And other kids take a while. And I've had both in my family. I've had some kids that were basically daytime potty trained one week and nighttime potty trained the next week. And they didn't need diapers after that. And they were two and a half. And then I've had some kids that were daytime potty trained, and then it took them like another year or two to be not wetting the bed at night. And that's okay. They just keep wearing diapers or pull-ups, whatever bigger <laughs> sizes we need to get to keep their bed dry. That's what we do. And then at some point, either at some point they're just going to say, I really don't want to wear this at night anymore. And then I'll just say to them, well, what we're going to do is every morning that you're dry, we'll put a little star on the calendar so that we can keep track. And when you have 10 in a row, then you don't have to wear pull-ups anymore. You don't have to wear, un- uh, you can wear underwear to bed. And I'm very strict on this 10 in a row thing. So if they get nine and then they have a wet day, we're going to start over because I really don't want to change the sheets every day. <laughs> you can do whatever you you think is gonna work best for you and for your child. But for us, st- just deciding to not sleep train or, or potty train for naps and nighttime has been a relief. And we just go at their own pace. And you know, like I said, some kids are ready right away and some kids take a little bit longer and that's okay. And it's actually um, scientifically and biologically Everybody is different. And so some kids just either sleep too hard or they're just not, their body's just not sending them wake up signals when they have to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. So rather than try to fight that and use alarms or try to get there to wake them up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, we just wait until they're dry for 10 days. And then they get to wear underwear. And do they wet the bed occasionally? Yes. There still are occasional sheets that have to be washed, but it's not happening every single night or multiple times a night. And there you have it. There is my simple potty training method, no frills. (laughs) I really hope this is helpful to some of you. And I also hope it just frees you up to be able to decide what works for your family and how you wanna do it. And just realize there is no There's no right and wrong about how to potty train your children. One more tip I do want to say about this is that rather than asking your child, do you have to go potty? Because they almost always say no. A better question for them is tell mommy when you need to go potty. And then a lot of times that will actually help them to be able to tell you because you're not asking them a question that they can say no to. You're saying, tell me when. And then you're putting the ball in their court and helping them to check in with their body. And sometimes I will even say, tell me when you need to go potty. Or I will say, hey, think about your body for just a minute and tell mommy when you need to go potty. And so I start doing that with them pretty little, you know, whenever they're getting potty trained so that they can start to check in with their own body and think about it. So there you go. I hope that's helpful for you today. My friend, I bless you with joy. I bless you with peace. I bless you with refreshment in Jesus name. And for any of you who are sick, I bless you with healing. For any of you who are potty training, I bless you with patience (laughs) and Yes, and amen to all of that in Jesus' name. I love you, friend. I will talk to you again next week. We've got some great stuff coming up this summer. I'm so glad we are going to be on this journey together.
1: Thanks for listening to the show today. If you are encouraged or learned something, why don't you share this with a friend? Oh, and another thing. My mom would love to connect with you more on her website, KirstenBosler.com. While you are there, you can sign up for her email list, read her blog, or check out the show notes. Have a great week. See you next time.